Hello and welcome to The Strip Podcast with Kate Astle, a self-confessed coffee addict with a keen passion for sharing wisdom that inspires you to be your most raw and authentic self. In this space, we welcome our guests to strip. We ask them to peel back their layers and share with us their story, their knowledge and their expertise on holistic well-being and healing. Welcome to The Strip. From one of our take-home messages last week, I have released a free list of journal prompts to assist you with self-reflection. The journey to self-awareness must begin with self-observation and reflection. In looking backwards, we gain knowledge and understanding of the origin of our patterns and behaviours. Slowly, we can begin to separate our subconscious reactions from our conscious thoughts. Because journaling can be daunting to people new to the practice or to people who don't journal frequently, I have provided you with a list of weekly journal prompts. Take time to make space in your schedule each week to revisit this set of questions. You can find the link in our show notes or head to our website www.rawimpactservices.com.au forward slash the strip podcast to download. On today's episode, we welcome Jess Monks to Strip. Jess is a certified EFT practitioner who assists her clients in clearing emotional debris from their lives, allowing them to live the abundant, joyful life they deserve. She teaches people how to embrace emotional regulation and build emotional resilience. Jess has been tapping for over four years and in the last 12 months has opened her business, The Tapping Space. Jess uses EFT to help release pain and suffering, quieten triggering memories, and eliminate negative thought patterns. Once this is all done, it's all about learning to truly love and accept yourself to be able to visualize and build belief in your true potential. Hi Jess, welcome to The Strip. Thank you for having me. What I'll get you to do first is tell us a little bit about what tapping is. Yeah, so EFT or other known as tapping is essentially tapping on a sequence of acupressure points which sends a calming signal to the amygdala which is the stress centre of your brain. It's kind of like your brain's smoke detector that sends you off into fight and flight mode. It regulates your nervous system. It allows you to calm and by using it you're also able to release emotional attachments that certain life experiences have left us with. So I think it's a bit of a superpower. Yeah, it certainly is. It sounds like a superpower. So who is tapping for? I think anyone and everyone. You can use it on your own as a daily self-care practice to release whatever stresses, or you can work with a practitioner and let go of that emotional attachment that could be there from traumas, I teach it to kids so they can use it as emotional regulation. If they have life experiences that they need to work on, imagine not having to carry all that emotional baggage for your life. Like, Yeah, I think introducing it to children is really powerful. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's so non-invasive as well. Yeah. When did you start tapping? I started tapping about four years ago. I was on a Google wormhole um, looking for alternative ways to manage my own anxiety and I stumbled across this 
random video on YouTube of this guy on stage tapping on his face, saying some words and saying that it was going to change my life. And it actually did. Um, I remember doing it in that moment and thinking, oh, my gosh, that works. And soon after that, after dealing with a lot of my own traumas, I started learning to become a practitioner myself because I wanted to be able to gift that to other people. And it's kind of just soared from there. I love that you had that like wow moment where it actually worked. What different types of healing had you tried? Um, I had gone down the more traditional route of psychologist and talking about your problems and all of that. And for me, it just wasn't, it would just make me angry because I'd talk about the problems, kind of reopen the wound and it just wasn't, I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. I thought that there had to be something else. So when I found this and I was able to quieten my brain pretty much in the moment and that I'd not felt for a really long time. I can't get there in meditation. I hadn't been there in like massages or anything. My head was always really quite chaotic. So being able to quieten that busy mind in the moment, just watching this video on YouTube, I was like, yep, this is amazing and I need to know more. I've got so many people who come to the studio for that exact reason. They want to quiet the mind so they come to do like yoga or meditation but sometimes they find it so difficult to switch off their brain and I know depending on the day for me as well, it can be super difficult just to switch off. Yeah, well tapping kind of allows you to, it, it kind of encourages that for the people who do struggle getting to that that space or that zen place in your mind where there's not a lot there, which is quite peaceful when you are able to find it. Yeah. So a little bit more about yourself and your story, experiencing anxiety and those type of things. Was that from a young age or was it? I did experience some traumatic things during my childhood. I also, I don't know if the busyness of my brain is there's ADHD that runs right through my family and my children are ASD and ADHD as well. So Apple doesn't fall far from the tree and I think my at the time my kids were two and four from memory and they, so that extreme time and I guess I let myself hit the rubble and I'm so glad that I was able to find tapping to kind of help me rebuild. I have let go of the emotional attachment to a lot of my own stories and I think that makes me able to take my clients to those places as well because I get how tricky it is working through it in that moment, but knowing that it's going to be better afterwards. Yeah, that would be very difficult. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot as well about trauma and healing and things like that and how um, difficult it can be to get to that space where you can release and let go. I think sometimes people can still hold on to it, experience it, but not fully get that release from it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I almost see it as um, they plant like those experiences plant that little seed or emotional seed and any life experience that triggers those same feelings that come after that is just watering that seed and creating a bigger problem for you. So sometimes it is letting go of the layers and there could be same feelings that keep continually come up from different stories. So it almost creates a pattern and being able to let go of all that 
I suggest letting go of all the debris allows for more positivity to flow. Yeah, for sure. I love the analogy with all of the layers. I've had a little bit of a creep through your Instagram. Yeah. And I've seen an onion and a Jenga tower. Yeah, um, I've, I've got a few. I think I have to be able to picture, picture something in my brain or make that connection for it to kind of really connect. And because I work with children, I find that they're a lot the same, especially we're talking about some big emotions at times and also getting them to tap on their face while saying some words and me telling them that this weird thing's going to make them feel better. Um, so trying to make fun analogies has kind of been one of my strategies to get people on board. So the onion, like sometimes you've got to peel back the layers so you can chop the onion up without making it cry anymore. And also those continual emotional layers that sometimes some stories might have because it can trigger all sorts of things in us. The Jenga Tower is one of my favourites and it's more of a theory that life experience or day-to-day, we, if we start our tower nice and strong and certain things may pull at our bricks, we need to do the things that are going to help us restore our bricks so we don't crash, so we don't crumble. The crumbles are still going to happen, but if we're more mindful of restoring our bricks more regularly, we got the rebuild's not going to be so hard. We're not going to start right from the rubble. Yeah, I find, do you find that comes in with self-care as well? Yeah, and like with the Jenga tower, you probably saw that I do have a workshop that I'm doing. It's giving you the tools to lean on to restore those bricks sort of thing and also identifying what is pulling at your bricks maybe looking into why it's pulling at your bricks so much and sometimes if it's something that's making you frustrated and it could be like the kids not listening until you've had to roar but there could be a reason why and maybe there's a past experience where maybe you weren't heard and that's why it's triggering so much frustration in you so maybe working on that can build that resilience around that thing so it doesn't pull out as many groups. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell me more about these workshops that you're running. I run them online and it's pretty much, I believe that it's kind of the keys to emotional regulation and resilience. So giving you the tools to identify what pulls at your bricks, the tools to restore them and Strong enough to know that, yes, I need to do this. I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit depleted. And also the basics of EFT and tapping so you're able to work on some stories yourself and work on those things that pull at your bricks. It's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's very cool. So just for those that don't know, what does EFT stand for? EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. I love that you're building resilience and I suppose that all comes back to that self-awareness. With the workshops, how many people do you accept in the group? I keep it to 10 at the most just so I'm able to be there for some of the big stuff that might come up and I like to make it feel really intimate and safe. So if we do need to talk about something that is quite tricky it's a, we create a safe space to make that happen. Yeah, with the workshops that I run at the studio, even face-to-face, like I usually keep it to a limit of 10 because I find that's a nice group that keeps the intimacy where you can you can share and people are free to open up and actually explore some things rather than just superficial, the top layer. 
and allowing everyone to have a little bit of space where they can share it no matter how big it is as well so yeah that's fantastic how long do the workshops run for this one is over two separate sessions so the first session we go through the workbook and we do tapping Um, and then the second session is saved for going through what pulls at your bricks and then teaching you how to tap on those things And just for anyone listening now, would you mind sharing a little bit about how someone would identify what pulls on their bricks? I guess it depends on each thing. Sometimes it's just the um, day-to-day chores like doing the washing, things that create resistance. Yeah. So maybe tapping on that so it doesn't create as much resistance. But then there's sometimes obviously the bigger things and it could be attached to a previous life experience or trauma. Um, I guess being able to notice what is the things that you finish doing and you've kind of got that moment and you're like, yeah, I, I need to do something to restore. So I think that's what I'd describe as a brick puller. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone's different as well. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you describe it like that, I feel like I've got so many things where I finish it and I'm just like, it's like almost all the tension in my shoulders releases and it's just, yeah. oh, yeah. Thank God, that's yeah. over. Yeah, some people it might be busy places or shopping centres, the bright lights. I work with a lot of um, autistic children, so being able to use this theory with them as well, like the bright lights, the big noises, the sensory stuff of what they're wearing, they can all be seen as brick pullers. So allowing them to restore their bricks and be strong before they have to go into the supermarket because you've just got to race in and get that one thing and it's the end of the day and you know that they're already feeling wobbly. I can see where that would be so helpful to so many mums and to kids as well. Yeah. How do you find in terms of kids with their emotional regulation? Do you find that they're a little bit more sporadic and not as controlled? When it comes to me working with children, I teach them as a superpower first and then build that rapport and we talk about what the feelings look like and feel like to them and I teach them how to tap on those things. And then with the Jenga Tower, I guess, yeah, they start to realise that doing that is pulling out their bricks. It might be an oral presentation at school that makes them feel really nervous or something. So that's like we'd say that that's them starting to feel a little bit wobbly. What can we do to restore them so then they're not fully crashing at the end of the day once they've got through it? Yeah, because that can be obviously quite traumatic as well going through going through a face-to-face like presentation I know that would get a lot of adults as well yeah like public speaking yeah we can tap on that fear as well it can be used on in so many different ways it's really really cool yeah and so your business is called the tapping space it is yes how long have you had the tapping space um I think I've been a real business for just over 12 months now which is really exciting um i had been sharing tapping just on the instagram space for a couple of years um but yeah now it's become the real thing it's very exciting yeah it is very exciting so 12 months ago that would have been in probably prime covid yeah 
Yeah, I before COVID, I was looking for a bricks and mortar space so I could practice with clients in, and lockdown happened, and I started taking clients online. And for me, I think that's actually more beneficial for the clients because they're in their safe space. They don't, if, especially if they're coming to me for anxiety, they don't have to worry about what they're going to wear to the session, how they're going to get there. They just need to jump on their phone. They can be in their car if need be for the busy mums. Like, yeah, it, I get to serve more people this way. Yeah, kind of like divine intervention, isn't it? I'm probably one of the minority who's very grateful. <laughs> I'm very similar though. Like I started towards more towards the end of COVID, so like in September. But in like prime COVID is when I did my yoga teacher training. So you treat all your clients online? Most of them, yes. I do also work from an art therapy studio on the Sunshine Coast. So I am able to do one-on-ones. I do do some one-on-one workshops there, but mostly online. Um, I And I keep it that way because I think I said before, I've got two autistic children myself. So I need to be mum after school and this allows me that freedom. I love it when work can mould around life. Yeah. I think that's fantastic, especially in terms of priorities. Yeah. And it's so great that you've been able to find something that kind of serves your purpose. How does it feel for you when you're able to help a client? It gives me absolute goosebumps and it's my favourite thing. I have had clients who have come from come to me from a really low, low place and within a couple of months they've transformed their life and they're able to achieve their goals in a business area or it's really amazing to watch when people start to let go of the stories that they've been holding on to for so long what positive changes are put right in front of them Um, and that's really exciting to see and it all sounds so weird to begin with but when you see it happen it's like just magic it's incredible yeah (laughs) with your clients do you have them come to you with just problems I like to work through the problems first but then I guess my life coaching background allows me to help them set the goals and create that vision and be their cheerleader if they need one while they are creating the the new the new them almost once you've let go of all that stuff that has been holding you in a place where I guess there's always some form of pain there. Um, Once you've been able to let that go, having that self-belief and that self-worth to know that actually I can do better, I do deserve better, and supporting them through those changes as well is really, it's really exciting. What types of conditions do you treat? I don't know if I treat certain conditions at all. I guess I support, I give people tools to support certain areas in their life and it just so happens that a lot of people that do have anxiety come to me with different um four different tools and support and I guess I'm able to kind of dive in a little bit and see why it's there I'm a big believer in there's always there's always a why and it's I'm the same with kids and their behavior always always question the why <laughs> why is that going on yeah and it come, sometimes comes up when we are tapping anyway. Someone might just come to me and say, I'm here for my anxiety. Okay, let's start like tapping on that or a headache or something and a certain message or story um, will come up for them and we 
then continue to work on that. That's fantastic. So how long do tapping sessions usually go for? Normally about an hour is a good, depending, it can be, um, yeah, normally bring it to a space where they're feeling uplifting. When I do tap with you, I will, yeah, we always, once we clear the stuff or allow it to not feel so heavy, some things we might have to shelf and come back to, but we always kind of finish off with an uplifting one to kind of fill that void again with positive energy. And so for anyone out there who wants to try tapping who has never done it before, where do you recommend they start? Come and have a look at my Instagram. I've got some IGTVs that tap on overwhelm and frustration. I think they've been during COVID, I'd jump on, I'd roll out of bed and jump on with my coffee and would do a coffee and tap and overwhelm and frustration happened to be big ones that were coming up. So there's a few different videos there. Otherwise, just there's so many practitioners on YouTube that are sharing videos on how to tap through different things. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So as Jess mentioned before, for those of you subscribed to Raw Impact Online Yoga and Wellness, Jess has provided an introductory video to tapping. During this video, Jess will teach you a little superpower. This video will be released to subscribers Tuesday the 1st of June. Each week on this podcast, we will welcome guests to strip, to peel back their layers and share with us their story, their knowledge and their expertise on holistic well-being and healing. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Check the show notes to links to Jess's Instagram and website. And if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the underscore strip underscore podcast on Instagram and send through a direct message. As always, stay true to you.